Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, guys. What up, baby? Oh, mornings to you, too, there. Going, so so I'm, I'm, I know where Key is. Key is in L.A. I'm in New York. But, Jay, I'm looking around. Where are you? Where you at? I'm in West Palm. Uh, we're, we're trying to get things set up here. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it was cool. You know, I'm down here. The weather's beautiful, Key. You know, with the West Palm crew down at 106.3. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we're, we're getting started, baby. We had games last night, though, Max. <laughs> we so you're games. walking around West Palm with your sweater on your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, t- it's, it's just draped over the shoulders, Key. It's That's what I'm saying. It's draped over, over yeah, your yeah. shoulders. You, you got tie your it in the front. Polo shorts on, your polo shirt. I know, I know what you're doing. No, nah, see, that's that's how you dress when you were down here. That's because I didn't have my toes out. I'm still kind of like New York, but in West Palm. You know what I mean? Oh, you you got to go get a pedicure, else, Jay. You and everybody else in West Palm is New York. <laughs> you're so right about that, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Max, you would fit in perfectly down here. Why is that? I wish. I don't know if Max would. Yeah, you don't think so? No. Max, yeah, because Max might be too like cognizant of the fact that he's pale. You know what I mean? I, I, was, I was literally yeah. about to call. I was yeah, about yeah. to say he's not orange enough. No. I'll take that, but I could take care of that. Give me a give me a day and a half. I'd be good. <laughs> a good day and a half. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Key, I, it has that breeze down here. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah. okay, Miami, no, yeah, South Florida breeze. Living, I'm, I'm with that. Good. I'm with. I need more of that in my life. Oh, you ain't lying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's such a Philly yeah. thing. I want to stay in Philly where it's cold, it's gloomy, and rainy up this June. Yeah. You're talking about breeze. It's 6 a.m. That's why y'all got blasted last night. Yeah, sure. Or the Glen Rivers, uh, DeAndre. No, James Harden. Uh, Go ahead. It's on you. We're going to get into all that. It's time for Straight Talk <laughs> brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we heard, and you heard him coming in. Tim Legler was on this show yesterday, and he said, presciently, If we are talking Tyrese Maxey tomorrow, meaning right now, today, if we're talking Tyrese Maxey, good for the Sixers. If we're talking James Harden, bad for the Sixers. Guess who we're talking about? James Harden. You know what he could have thrown in there? Doc Rivers. We'll get into that later. But here is James Harden at the postgame press conference. Uh, I think I can be a little bit more aggressive. Um, They did a really good job of just boxes and elbows, you know, showing their bodies and, 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 you know, crowding the ball. Uh, when ball screens came. So we'll watch film, uh, find ways to get better. But I think, you know, the shot making is what opens up the floor for our entire team. We make a couple shots, um, then that floor opens up a little bit more. A little bit more aggressive, Max and Key? The dude shot four shots in the second half. What? Four shots in the second half. What? He shot 13 shots overall. Seven of those 13 shots were three-point shots. How about this? Key and Max, do you remember that time when Harden once scored 30 or more points in 32 straight games? Yeah. Seeing him score 30 would be shocking yeah, these days. He needs to do that one straight game now. It would be shocking <laughs> these days. And this is what I said to you guys yesterday. We will be talking more so about how James Harden has become exposed more so than we're talking about all the great things that James Harden does. Look, physically, he is not the same James Harden from multiple years ago. He does not have blow-by speed. And first off, P.J. Tucker played with him in Houston, knows how to guard him better than probably anybody else in the NBA. And by the way, when they did target the right players for him to attack, i.e. Tyler Hero or Max Struess, he still couldn't blow by them. He took step-back threes against these guys. And look, I give Miami a lot of credit. Their defense is like a torture chamber. I saw what they did against Trey Young. They're doing the same things against James Harden. 
And look, th- this is what are those things, team. Jay? What are those things? When you say the same things against Tra- against James Harden that they did against Trey Young, when he turns, he sees multiple bodies, right? So when you have Matisse Thybul in the game, when Victor Oladipo is guarding him, he's not guarding Matisse Thybul. He's sitting a foot in the paint, kind of hedging at James Harden. So he's seeing multiple people, and the natural, uh, you know, tendency is to pass and kick. But the 76ers shot 18% from the three-point line last night. So he settles for a bad shot or, or just keeps dribbling? Yeah, or they settled for three-point shots and they weren't making them last night. That's what they look, look, Jay, do you think – you? I, I hear everybody say, we can't blow past people, we can't do that anymore, we can't do this anymore. It's been two years. Well, last year with the Nets, he certainly looked pretty good at times. Yeah. And then this year, you know – some in the playoffs early series, he looked okay. That last game we saw him, he looked like James Harden. Is it in his mind that they're playing him a certain way, that he's not being aggressive? Or do you really honestly think he just doesn't have that step anymore where he can't go past people? Because I look at it as both. I look at it as some situations he doesn't have that athleticism that he may have had once upon a time. But at the same time, I think it's playing in his mind that he can't get past them. I don't know, Key. You know, it's like uh, it, it's like those old guys when you go to the YMCA, like they don't have the blow by speed, but they beat you with their strength. Like they outmuscle you. Like I, I feel like that's what James kind of does. Now he, he had a bang the other day where I was like, "Whoa, James Harden yeah. had a dunk coming down yes. the lane." Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I, it's probably more in alignment with how you're articulating it, Key. It just it feels like when you watch him play, though, it's still shocking because it's he's a shell of himself of what he used to be. And the body just looks different, man. Guys, remember what, what um, Legs also said yesterday? First of all, Harden Key, in not this past regular season, but the previous one, so it's like a little over a year ago, I thought was the best player easily game for game in the NBA in the regular season. So that's a whole lot of slippage, right? All of a sudden, and to the naked eye, it doesn't look so bad like what just happened. And Legs was talking about if he loses 10% of his explosiveness – then add, you know, go, go from two or three dudes who can defend him to another 25 dudes in the league who can defend him. And it's like half of those guys seem to be on the heat, right? And, and key, that's what he's running into. And key, my man, remember those days like, we, we would get annoyed watching Houston games because James Harden would be averaging like 13, 14 free throw attempts per game. He's not, he doesn't have the same blow by speed, which means he's not getting to the free throw line the same. I mean, he only shot four free throws last night, too. Like, that's where a lot of his points come from, drawing contact, stopping, getting to the free throw line. Yeah. Or, could it be, or could it be that the, I don't know, the league, the, the coaches on other staffs have caught up to his style of play in terms of the step back and the way he would try to blow past people so they're putting their guys in a different position to defend him, Jay? Uh, it, it's also key. It's the fact that shout out to the Miami Heat. All year long, I have been – uh, overlooking this team. Max, you and I have talked about Jimmy Butler being the number one option. Do they still have some scoring issues in their droughts? Yes. But Tyler Hero coming off the bench, dropping buckets, the way they switch everything defensively between P.J. Tucker and Bam. Uh, Bam exposed them last night. It's just a, they are one of the best together teams we have in the NBA. And this is what this year of basketball is to me. The Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics, the best teams collectively, one through seven, that's who's going to win this world champion. By the way, having a guy like Spolster, like Doc, 
and we're going to get into Doc a little bit later on. You have to pay attention to detail and be able to make adjustments through a series, right? And Doc has blown a lot of leads. He's had a lot of leads. That's great, but he's blown a lot of them. Spolstra is, you know, look, the attention to detail on the Heat because they don't have a super-duper talent on that team. they got a lot of guys who can play, and they're extremely well-coached. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Guys, I'll tell you what. Um, what are you going to tell us? Well, all I can tell you is, is there's issues in Arizona right now with DeAndre Hopkins. And I wonder what that means for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Guys, you see uh, you know, the Met Gala, right? That's a mm-hmm. big deal. I still don't even know what that is, really. I, honestly, you, I barely Max, you know never, what it is. You're Mr. New York. You've never been nah, to the Met I'm Gala? I'm not going to no Met Gala. Why okay? not? For what? Kim Kardashian was rocking the whole Marilyn oh. Monroe dress. Like. In that case, I have to go to yeah. the Met Gala. Does that appeal to you? Does that Met Gala appeal to you at all, Key? Come on, man. Negative. <laughs> you Met already know. Gala. You already. Max, you and I, we don't have a lot in common, but that's one thing we have in common. Yeah. I'm not trying to be not seen. I don't need to go to. What, what does the Met Gala do for me? What does also it do for people me? dressing up I, in weird costumes and stuff. It's just what? fun. Yeah. It's like going to a party, Keith. That's essentially what it is. Well, I it's guess. going to a party. You guys, I mean, you guys I, I wouldn't so, be any guys, fun. I wouldn't be any fun. You guys were in L.A. You guys went to all these high-end parties. Max, not, I've not, seen not, you I on the red carpet, anything, I, got, I don't go to anything that I got to masquerade around being something different than what I am. I'm sorry, Jay. Really Keith, don't. Keith, By the way. You've been to the ESPYs, Keith. Well, I work for ESDMPN. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, L.A. is great because you and don't I've have to leave and, your and, house and, to have and, a good time. It's great. And you know how many times I've been thing. to the ESPYs, Jay? I've seen your I've seen your ESPY parties. I haven't have seen you? The do you know how many times I've been? How many? One. And you know why? Because I played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we had the team of the year after we won the Super Bowl. Uh, One time. That's uh, it. Nevertheless, you. you were at the ESPYs. You just admitted. It. Did, did you guys see what? Did you guys see what Westbrook wore to this? Yeah, Gala? see, that's what I'm saying, Max. You got to dress up like that with a, a kilt on. You I guess a that's kilt. what that would be. Scottish right? man. He, he looked Scottish like a Scottish man. lord. He's got a castle in Scotland somewhere. Actually, actually he looked uh, like the bellman at a one of them high end <laughs> hotels. <laughs> but in like, Scotland, because he's got a Scotland. kilt on. I I like it. I'm not gonna. It's okay. You I like what Westbrook. Fi- I guess it, that's what it. It's See, fine. If Brooks spent more time, oh, never mind. stop. See, that's never automatically mind. where people go. See, stop. That's what I knew. LA fans, liquor fans, they were going to go there. They're going to say if he just spent more time on working on the shot. I knew people were going to go there. Got a top I hat. I didn't say on. that. I just said if he spent and I stopped. <laughs> you got a top hat, a kilt. What else do you have? You have like a bow tie. I can only or imagine. Like, forgot, I can only imagine what some of these people are wearing, though. How much I do you think this outfit costs, Okey? How much do you think this outfit costs? 
the kill. Oh, it's easy. The pinky ring. He has the pinky ring, too, if you guys have seen that. It's easy, only, 10 Gs. The only time you ever wear that is to the Met Gala. And by the way, he's not paying for it. They're putting it on him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. True. Russ may pay for that. So it's got to be, the cost is actually zero because you're not going to sell that to Eddie. Who's buying that? Yeah, who's Russ buying may, that, Jay? Jay, um, you, you would wear that, though, huh? What'd you say? You would wear that, huh? No, get out of here. I dare bro. you to wear that to the studio. Please, NBA, God, wear that to the studio. I'll do it. Weirdos. I'll do it. We're back in 10 seconds. Me? How much you paying me? Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We got big news that's breaking out of the NFC West. Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games by the NFL. This is a bombshell that's going to have ripple effects throughout the NFC West. Look, it's a kick in the pants. There's no getting around that. My understanding is that appeal has been withdrawn. Not going to happen. This is not, to me, any sort of justification for what I still think was a stupid trick. Kijan J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Guys, uh, DeAndre Hopkins suspended six games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy, league sources tell ESPN. It's always amazed me how, like, in baseball, where you're really not tackling anybody, you're not supposed to anyway. Saw that college pitcher tackle that guy, but you're not supposed to. If someone takes a performance enhancer, oh, my God, he's ruined the sanctity of the game. Kick him out forever. And in football, where you can actually get hurt, full contact, Guy takes a performance enhancer, I could suspend him for a couple games, and he'll be right back. No one will even remember. But DeAndre Hopkins, six games for violating performance-enhancing <laughs> drug policy. He played 10 last season. Now, Arizona key, 8-2 and two with him, 3-5 and five without him, including the playoffs. His statement was this. Not like in, as I said, like in baseball, you got to do a mea culpa, appear before Congress, say you're so sorry, do it. Th- you got to really be penitent, penitent in uh Football, see you week seven. 
<laughs> that was his message. Like, people don't even care. Um, well, it's different, though, man. Okay. Them dudes was taking steroids and in, hmm. in, in really, really benefiting from it. He could have been taking some over-the-counter stuff that had some banned substance in it that he didn't know. So it's a little bit different in football than it is in baseball. A little bit different, Matt. I mean. A little bit. Just a little bit. I'll, I'll read the whole statement, but, like, it's the – what do guys always say when they get caught? I took something. I didn't know it was in there. Like, that doesn't wash. This, this is – Well, DeAndre- you can look at DeAndre Hopkins, though, Max. Yeah. And I'm not And I'm not in his defense and his argument. I'm in the defense of my sport. Um, you can look at him and his body and tell that ain't the same thing that Barry Bonds and the other dudes was on. You can just look at him and tell. Well, but also, that stuff's gotten more sophisticated, microdosing, all that. But here's his whole statement. Let me read the whole statement. In my 10-year NFL career, I have never tested positive for using performance-enhancing drugs. To learn that my November test came back with trace elements of a banned substance, I was confused and shocked. I'm very mindful of what I put in my body, and I was always taking a holistic approach, so I'm working with my team to investigate how this could have happened. But even as careful as I have been, clearly I wasn't careful enough. For that, I apologize to Cardinals fans, my teammates, and the entire Cardinals organization. I never want to let my team down. I fully intend to get to the bottom of this. As soon as I have more information, I will share it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could get to the I, bottom of it. You took some Matt. stuff. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah. As soon as you said that, I said, oh, <laughs> But it's gonna, that's going to work. People you know, aren't going to really care. Thing. That's the crazy thing, and it's, it has nothing to do with I played a while ago, and they play now. It's different now. It's nothing to do with that. Why are you putting stuff in your body, man? Your career going to end when it is. Drink water. Every now and then some Gatorade. Lift some damn weights and run. I'll get it. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. I'm with you. I get it. If I was in the league, Jay, I, I would take stuff. I, I, Hell team, yeah. I, I don't get it. I, I don't. I played well. 11 years at the highest level and performed at a, at a he, high. You're six foot four. You it, were a freak. It Jay, doesn't you're, you're, matter. Jay, you were a six foot two number two pick in the draft. You're a freak. These so guys do not matter. Yes. Like, I'm Maybe not, not like y'all. This, no, man. Oh, well. I, I don't need no creatine. I just don't. I never. I never subscribed to that as a player at all. Well, creatine Whatsoever. is fine. There's no ban on creatine. <laughs> but I, my whole point, Max, is if it ain't coming out the faucet or if it ain't in my cooler, I ain't putting it in my body. That's my whole point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not looking for no special vitamins that some nutritionist that came up with and told me it's going to help me recover. You know what's going to help me recover? Get my ass in shape. That's going to help me recover. But see, the question I have now, guys, is for the Cardinals, who's going to help them recover? Because I think this is a massive, massive loss. Just look at Kyler Murray's QBR when he's on the field as opposed to when Hopkins is off the field. When Hopkins is on the field, it's at 62. When he's off the field, it's at 46. His completion percentage when he's on the field, 72%. When he's off the field, 65%. Yards per attempt, 8.8 yards per attempt when he's on the field, 6.6 when he's off. So I get the move that they brought Hollywood Brown. But, Key, we've been talking about Hollywood Brown being a number one wide receiver option for a while. That was the whole conversation regarding with him with the Ravens and that system. And now I'm wondering about, is this team going to make the playoffs? And it puts so much more pressure on Kyler Murray to do it without his number one target on the field. Well, we saw last year when DeAndre Hopkins left the lineup what this team looked like. We've seen in the past when he's been out what the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson look like. So clearly, he is a key figure to what they do offensively. 
bringing Hollywood Brown in, yes, it eases a little bit of the pain, but at the same time, it's not the same as having DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, Hollywood Brown will be very familiar with the system and what they run in the air raid because he had it in Oklahoma. Him and Kyler Murray played two years at the university together. It's a little bit different in the pros. Now he has to slide into a different role alongside A.J. Green. I think Hollywood Brown will still be fantastic and do some wonderful things, but it's certainly going to hurt the Arizona Cardinals moving forward. There's no question about it. And when you think about it, I think a lot of people looking at Kyler Murray's contract coming up, he'll sign his contract in the summertime. So that won't affect him at all by not having DeAndre Hopkins going into the season. What it will do, though, it it will affect their playoff chances, no question about it. Now they've gone from possibly the second team in that division of probably the third or fourth team in the division behind the Seattles and behind the 49ers and behind the Rams. They could find themselves completely missing the playoffs and not having a real shot at all. I'm not putting them behind the Seattle. I I don't know about that. Well, I mean, look, here's what I would say. It doesn't matter because it's every given Sunday. So it really doesn't matter what you think about the roster in Seattle in the minus of Russell Wilson being their quarterback. These teams know each other. It is a division foe, and that means a lot. I don't care what anybody says. But, but Key, if they if they fall behind Seattle after Cliff Kingsbury has gotten a major extension, you're telling me that Kyler Murray is going to sign in the summer for a massive deal, even knowing that D-Hop is coming back by game six or game seven, right, weekend six. Like that, week eight. I mean, that's why they give up a premium for Hollywood Brown, though. Like they give exactly. up that premium so that they can get busy in the air raid and do what they got to do and patch it up till he gets back. And you know, and, and then at that point, they have a deeper receiving core. I actually think, in a weird way, the dividends this pays could be that they are better at the end of the season than they've been recently because they're a little deeper at receiver. Right? No, Maybe that makes it a little different. Deep. They're not deeper. Yeah. No, they're well, not deep. Well, Key, they, they they're going to come tra- back and have two guys, a, a real number you one. Got, you, got AJ, you got A.J. Green at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. You got DeAndre Hopkins who can perform in, the, in training camp as well as in preseason but can't play in a regular season. You got Hollywood Brown, but you got a guy going to miss six, six weeks. Well, of that's football. what I'm saying. He, he's going to be rested by the end of the season. DeAndre's a real number one. And then Hollywood Brown is a dude who takes the lid off. And so you'll have both those guys in the back half of the year. Maybe they're a little but, fresher. Do we but trust he, that Cliff Kingsbury, A, is going to keep them in the playoff hunt until Hopkins gets back? And B, no. pretty fast. And B, see, can make adjustments at that point in the season when he does get Hopkins back so they don't falter no, at the end of the season like key, the way they've done. No, I hear do me on this adjustment, you. Key. Could they go more uh, tight end sets, right, two tight end sets? Like they, they drafted Trey McBride. Can they have him and Zach Ertz and go like a little bit format-wise a different – a different style than what they've I mean, been doing? I don't know Cliff Kingsbury background other than the air raid, so you have to wait and see what he could do in terms of making adjustments. I just think that when you look at missing players like DeAndre Hopkins, it's certainly going to affect uh, what they do in terms of the scheme. Now, if you go back to last year and you saw when he was out of the lineup, what they looked like. I mean, they, just, they were not a very yeah, good football team on the offensive side of the ball. And he won't be in the lineup. I know they start fast. But he was in the lineup when they started fast, mm. so it's a big, it's a big, big difference. And Jay, you know, you say, well, they're paying Cliff all this money, and they're going to give, they're going to give all this money to Kyler Murray. That's true, but it's not Kyler Murray's fault. It won't be Kyler Murray's fault that DeAndre Hopkins got suspended. G. Sean, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. puts them in the division conversation. Matt Ryan has this cool, calm, collective kind of Matty Ice feel to him. Matt Ryan is a Matt Ryan is legit. People in the organization that they just turn into a big smile and just go, you know, I haven't really experienced this since Peyton's days having a guy like this. I mean, I mean, this is a Navy SEAL. This is an astronaut who's going to Mars. <laughs> and the rain. In my window. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. So, guys. Max, you remember that? Beep, beep. Of course. Who got the keys to my Jeep? (laughs) Top down, loud sound, see my peeps. I'm riding to the beat. Jay is feeling it. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, the beat, I forgot what it was already, that Yates played coming into the show was fire. Yates in his bag today. In his bag a lot of days. So Jim Ursay, who owns the Indianapolis Colts, was on the Pat McAfee show, which you can find on YouTube. And he was talking about guy goes by the name Matt Ryan, who they traded for in the offseason, and what he brings to this Colts team. You know, Matt is such a perfect mix here, you know, I haven't really experienced this since Peyton's days having a guy like this. I mean, I mean, this is a Navy SEAL. This is an astronaut who's going to Mars. <laughs> you know, this is this is a, the right stuff guy. Special. I mean, he's the type of guy, if you're landing on an aircraft carrier, you want him being the pilot. Key. Well, I mean, look, first of all, he made a mistake by saying he hadn't seen a guy since Peyton Manning. Well, there was a guy between Peyton Manning and Matt Ryan named Andrew Luck. So I, I think Jim might have forgot that one. But he is right. Matty Ice is something special. And I think a lot of people forgot about Matt Ryan for whatever reasons. They felt like the Atlanta Falcons, was he was a throwaway. And that was never really the case. The Atlanta Falcons did Matt Ryan good by allowing him to go to a place that he wanted to and taking less from the Indianapolis Colts so he can go to Indy. They could have got a, a pretty good haul, in, as far as I'm concerned, from Matt Ryan on the open market. So I can't wait to see Matt play. I'm a big fan of Matt's. I think he is one of the better quarterbacks in the last 15 years in the National Football League. He took a team to a Super Bowl. He was the MVP of the league before. He didn't lose a Super Bowl because of him. So I'm excited to see him. I think this team has an opportunity 
to do some things within that conference as well as in the division. I mean, uh, Jay, I like Matt Ryan. He's a nice quarterback at this point. I think, it, but, but there are two things. One, I think Andrew Luck, just because he was young when they got him, and I know the same thing about Peyton, but like his, his memory of Luck, who didn't have a long career like Peyton, never won a Super Bowl with the Colts and all that, his memory mm-hmm. of Luck is probably still rooted a lot in young Andrew Luck, right? As opposed to Peyton, who was by, you know, had many, many years with the Colts as a really seasoned. Yeah, but he went to AFC Championship yeah. no, games. Max. No doubt. I just don't think he's talking about only how good a guy is, but how experienced he is. Matt Ryan's giving him some feeling that Peyton gave him, maybe that Luck didn't. But, but in terms of, and I love, I'm a big Andrew Luck fan, the, the, the haul that they got for Matt Ryan, I understand they wanted to trade him where he wanted to go, so they got a third rounder. You cannot convince me. That they were, you want to tell me, Key, that they could have gotten a second rounder for him if they put him on the open but, market? There clearly was not the market for him that there was for, you know, the elite quarterbacks who command multiple first round picks in multiple years. Well, the, uh, multiple first round picks is a bit of a stretch for a guy that's that old. You're yeah. not getting multiple first round picks, but they certainly could, Jay, could have got a low first round pick if, if, if he would have gone to, let's say, a. Washington or mm-hmm. something along those lines. There are teams that would have given a low first-round pick for Matt Ryan be because Matt Ryan still has at least four or five good, solid football seasons left in him in the right situation and circumstances. You put him in the right situation with a team around him, he's going to be fired. But, Max, I feel like you've missed the headline here, and it's okay. shocking to me because I hear Jim Irsay say that, and I think, okay, Indianapolis – Super Bowl or bust. Like, that's what you're saying right now. Like, if your expectations are being set from the top down, it's Super Bowl or bust. You're comparing Matt Ryan to astronauts, to Navy SEALs, to people like Peyton Manning, right? The elite of the elite. So now this is the expectation for a team that last year just kind of crumbled down the stretch, right? There were three games behind the Titans last year. Not only should the division be theirs with Matt Ryan, with the way you're building him up, but also now it should be you getting to a Super Bowl, yeah, you that is, setting an right. expectation for everybody else. Yeah, you, two, seasons removed right, from, two seasons removed from the playoffs with a guy named Phillip Rivers. Should have been in the playoffs last year if Carson, went, Carson Wentz didn't do something down the stretch to cost him. And now you got a guy who is more than capable of handling what's thrown at him. Protection is there. Receivers are getting better. They got a running game. We know what their defense is. I, I'm looking forward to Indianapolis, though. I really you am. Really, I really am. Key, Key, do you think Alex Pierce, the the wide receiver that they drafted, I know he had a crazy vertical, ran like a four four one. Do Do you think he, in addition to Michael Pittman, do you think that gives that wide receiving core enough for Matt Ryan to work with? Because that was one of the things I heard last year with Carson Wentz. Well, you know, what else can you expect this team to do outside of Michael Pittman? I, I do. I think whenever you got a guy that has some athletic ability, can lift the coverage and have Michael Pittman Jr. do what he needs to do, you're going to always have a guy like Matt Ryan lean on Michael Pittman Jr. because he's only getting better every single year. Now he's entering his third year in the National Football League. He's going to be a veteran here very soon. And then you draft a rookie. You probably got some other guys hanging around. And they're probably not done yet. 
I mean, there's still a Julio Jones sighting as far as I'm concerned. There's still some pieces that are out there. You still have Jarvis Landry that's sitting out there. You still have Will Fuller that's sitting out there. There's going to be guys that are going to be released during training camp. There's June 1st cuts. So there's all sorts of opportunity to pick up two to three to four guys that they may add to the roster that gives them even more help. This is going to be a heavy run-based team, play-action pass team, things that Matt Ryan do very well and put him in a very comfortable situation because they're going to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor and company. I want to get back to the the Matt Ryan of it all, though. Like, Phillip Rivers was there. Is Matt Ryan at his best a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers at his best? Is Matt Ryan right now a better quarterback than the Phillip Rivers that the Colts had a couple years ago? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's not close. It's not close? It's not close. I never thought of Matt Ryan at his best as better than Phillip Rivers at his best. I thought about them like very similar style quarterbacks, like like level quarterbacks. (laughs) No. Uh -uh. Phillip Rivers was really good and gritty, and Phillip Rivers was tough, and he had moxie, and he had an attitude, and he had a charisma, and we all liked that, and he – point across from Jay Cutler, I'm going to do this to you and all that. We yeah. we bought into that. Yeah. You and buy into that a lot of passes. A guy, a guy like you, you bite the cheese as soon the as they cheese. throw it out there. Well, yeah, but also, uh, you're right. You're right about that. I like that stuff, but he also completed a lot of passes through a lot of touchdowns. He's a, he's a very good quarterback. He was never MVP of the league. That's he right. He never led Matt his Ryan team to a Super Bowl. was mm-hmm. one year MVP of the league with a great offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter if it was a half a year. He was MVP of the league, Max. Okay. All right, he 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 got an MVP. That is true. That's that's one season. What about the body of work in his career? You think it's he was around? He was hanging around all the time with the top quarterbacks in the NFC. He was always in that pecking order. Not exactly. Always. Really? Like so, you, so there was Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. And th- those names you said before, you said Matt Ryan every year. You never said Matt Ryan before those names. Oh, no, man. You you in the media might have did that. Oh, okay. Me as a player, we never sat around and be like, oh, Matt Ryan's trash. No. Never. Oh, oh, oh. It's, not, it's not either you're the best of the league or you're trash. There's a big gap in between. I'm saying Matt Ryan, like when you make buckets, in the first bucket, there was a year or two here or there maybe that you would put Matt Ryan with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, you know, those guys, right? But no. usually he was at the top of the next bucket with no. guys like Phillip Rivers. No, man, he was always. Matt okay. Ryan has been that dude since he came out of Boston College. He has been that dude, man. He had a down year maybe twice. He had down years maybe twice. But for the most part, Matt Ryan been ridiculous. I, I think of Ben Roethlisberger. I thought of guys before I thought of Matt Ryan. But let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. So, Mike, the first thing is we were talking Matt Ryan, and Jay said that, that uh, as we were batting around the idea what you could have gotten for him if he would have been on the open market and all this, Jay said we, we missed the headline. I think he's right. Based on what Jim Irsay said, they got to win a Super Bowl, right? Like, could Matt Ryan win a Super Bowl in Indy? If Matt Ryan could win a Super Bowl, it would be a place like Indy. Um, although their offensive line isn't what it once was, it's still pretty good. They got maybe arguably the best, one of the best two to three running backs in Jonathan Taylor, who I think is really underrated and um, a really good defense. So the pieces are there. It's a better team than he came from. Um, they're just in the impossibly difficult AFC, but they should compete for the division. So. We were talking also about the open market for Matt Ryan. It seemed to me 
that the marketplace for me was surprisingly soft for him. And I understand they traded him where he wanted to go. Good for them. Relationship thing. They got a third for him. He suggests maybe they could have gotten a late first if it was the open market. I'm thinking more like a second rounder, but okay, you could talk me into a late first. What do you think he would have gotten on the open market? Yeah, maybe a second at most just because of his age. I don't know who else felt like they were right there to try to, like, teams that need quarterbacks like Houston, you, you know, obviously Carolina would have been the one other team, but I don't know, given where they were, they weren't going to give up the six pick. So I don't know who else felt like, hey, we need a quarterback and we could go win a championship. So that's why I think it, a three and maybe a low two, but not much more than that. Yeah, in, in an ideal situation, though, Mike, based on the body of work and his age factors into that, there's no question about it. But where we're at in terms of quarterbacks, there wasn't a demand. If there wasn't open, right, there's no, like you said, the Carolina Panthers, it's like that. there's no teams that make sense but in terms of who he is and his value, if there was a team that needed a quarterback and it was on the open market, I believe a late first-round pick certainly could have been got on the open market for Matt Ryan if there's a team that felt like they were a quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl. I'm with you on that, Keith. Mike, Mike T., I, I, I do have a fascination. Right now, where would you have Matt Ryan as a quarterback in the NFL? You know, maybe like 12 to 15. I mean, a lot of those guys have gone past him. You know, Lamar, Kyler, like all those guys to me have gone past him. Like he's still an effective player, but, you know, he just lacks that sort of next level athleticism. So I think he's sort of in that Ryan Tannehill group of like, again, call it 10 to 15, like solid but not elite. And in the AFC guys, it's just so loaded with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Herbert Burrow, Jackson. It's uh going to be tough sledding for them to make to me a deep playoff run i mean if he has it maybe they could squeeze one really good year out of him is he higher than russell wilson uh not for me you know i think if you look at russell wilson's productivity over a long period of time and given russell wilson's age like if i could have one quarterback for the next five years i would take russell wilson right now just because i I think he's going to play really well i think we're going to see a rejuvenated russell wilson and you know but for that thumb injury he's been remarkably durable yeah, I think that I think Russell is, is above Matt Ryan, but that's not the that's not the conversation. The conversation isn't about whether or not Russell Wilson is above Matt Ryan. I think the set right situation for Matty Ice is in Indianapolis, much better players, like you said, Mike, than the situation he was coming from in Atlanta. Okay? There's not a whole lot of guys that have the hardware in the body of work that played a quarterback position. And, th- and when you get into this hierarchy of where is he? Is he in the top 15? Is he the 12? Is he the 10? It doesn't really matter because if I slide a guy in a certain situation, he can thrive in a certain situation. If I take Matt Ryan and I put him in something where he can't thrive like the Atlanta Falcons, he's not going to look anywhere near what we want him to look like. You remember when we got Vinny Testaverde from the Baltimore Ravens? Vinny Testaverde looked like a different player in Baltimore than he did with us in 1998. Yeah, that's 100%. And, uh, you know, Key, I, I think we have to find you now because you just missed your contractually obligated reference to Michael Pittman Jr. You know, every time there's an opportunity for you to reference a USC wide receiver, you don't like it's just, it's, it's a, I'm just, I don't know, maybe you're, you're not on your game today, but no, absolutely. I think being seriously around like Mo Alley Cox, Michael Pittman, again, Jonathan Taylor, I think he has a chance to play really well. And I agree, like Testaverde, a lot of people thought he was quote unquote a bust. Didn't work out in Tampa, didn't work out in Baltimore. He gets with you in 98, 
And people forget, like, we signed Vinny Testaverde in June and went to the championship game that year. And it was obviously because of players like Key and Vinny. And I think that's a fair comparison that the skilled players as a group in Atlanta uh, compared to Indy isn't even close. I, yeah. Mike, I appreciate Key's point of view, which, Key, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like... You're wrong. I you corrected you already. <laughs> don't even go. You don't need to have Superman at quarterback. You need to have a guy who's good enough to get the job done, right? Like, no, that's you're what, right. That's what you're you right. need. Right, okay. Yeah. But, I'm, but I am curious because you're saying 10 to 15. I'm just, just tell me when you hear a name that Matt Ryan is Uh-oh. as good as or better than. I'm just curious. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes... Josh Allen, Matt Stafford. Is he better than Matt Stafford? No. Is he as good as Matt Stafford? No. Okay. Um, Kyler Murray. Not, not now. Okay. Seven. Uh, Russell Wilson. Not now. Dak Prescott. Nope. Joe Burrow. Nope. Um, Derek Carr. Close, but But nope. no. What about Garoppolo. Yeah, I take Matt Ryan over Garoppolo. Okay, so so he is ten, yeah. to 15. ten to fifteen. That's pretty damn good. That's still pretty damn good. Yeah, he's a Man, solid. that is good because yeah, five of those dudes, good. five of those dudes you name are twelve years old. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> By the way, at his best, better than Philip Rivers when they were both really good. Ooh, one game. Close. Yeah, yeah. One game, you'll take See? Matt Ryan. Yeah, in their prime. Mike Tannenbaum giving you the straight talk. Jay, brought to you by Straight Talk Max Wireless. Learn one no day. contract. Tell no him, compromise. <laughs> I mean, for one game, but he said it was close, Key. See, he said no, it was close. It, 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 it's close, but I'm taking Matt Ryder with Phillip Rivers all day long, man. All day long. Let's play a little game we call back in the front office, Mike. We played this during the season. We're going to do a post-draft edition of back in the front office. You are Jerry Jones. What's the one move you have to make before the season? First thing I'm going to do, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm going to go use that private plane. Uh, but beyond that, I'm going to go sign <laughs> J.C. Tretter. And uh, I'm going to add to that offensive line because they lost both Connor Williams and they lost Lyle Collins. So, obviously, they added Tyler Smith. But I would try to get J.C. Treader to try to fortify that line, which hasn't played as well as it has in years past. Yeah, and if I'm and if I'm uh, Jerry Jones, I'm still trying to figure out how to shore up my secondary. Uh, I think if, if I could find me another corner somewhere out there in the universe, then I would certainly try and – put him and pair him opposite of Diggs. Yeah, and I'm not going to let Stephen Jones make the pick. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You're the new GM who has not yet been hired of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who is your starting quarterback week one? Yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett. Four-year starter, played 49 games at Pitt, got better every year. I think this is a really underrated defense, Hall of Fame head coach, great running back. I'm just going to let those guys grow together. And this, remember this other guy named Pickens from Georgia, when he's healthy, he may have been the best receiver in the draft. So, as usual, I think Pittsburgh found, like, a little bit of an underrated star in George Pickens from Georgia. Yeah, I'm not going to fall in love with Kenny Pickett because he's next door to my office at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm starting Mitch Trubisky, no question about it. Led a team to two playoffs in Chicago. He also got a raw deal under Matt Nagy, who clearly couldn't coach him. To, to save his life. Now I look at the situation in Pittsburgh with a Hall of Fame coach and Mike Tomlin who will know what to do with a guy like Mitch Trubisky on the offensive side of the ball. I hear everybody say Kenny Pickett has similar traits, athleticism to Mitch Trubisky. I didn't see it at Pitt. I seen him scramble. I seen him run. I seen him slide. But I didn't see the athletic, same athleticism as I seen with Mitch Trubisky. 
Mike T, isn't it funny that you spend a year under Brian Dable in Buffalo and all of a sudden everybody's talking about all the things you did great in Chicago instead of how bad you looked in Chicago? I, 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 I'm kind of – I'm starting to lean towards Mike T on this on Kenny Pickett. I just – Look, I, I I don't know. You if don't like what, Mitch Trubisky, James. I don't you know got caught up in that Matt Nagy Chicago. I may have been around Max Kellerman way too way too long. I'm taking the cheese. And and and, I, and, and Shay Carnett got you all messed up in the brains about Chicago Bear football. Because Key, I just look at that division, and where does his name fit in that division? Let's squeeze it's not one about, more in, guys. You want to squeeze one more name? in? It's not about his name. I, I'm just saying. You want Mike, to squeeze one more wrong. in? Yeah, time for one more. You are Browns GM Andrew Berry. Are you allowing Baker Mayfield to join training camp? Absolutely not. I mean, they should release him at some point because it kind of is what it is. You know, they both moved on. They signed Jacoby Brissett, which is to be a little bit of an underrated signing because, again, we don't know about Deshaun Watson's eligibility. But, like, let's cut our losses and move on. And uh, it's, it's time. If they can't get a seventh-round pick by now, I can't, barring an injury of another team, Max, I just can't imagine anyone's going to give up of anything of consequence. I got to pay him anyway. There's no rush. He can't come into my building. He should sell his house and then in the end stay in a hotel and we'll trade you at some point in time when somebody <laughs> needs a quarterback. So yeah. you trade him when it's right, but you just you don't let him be around the team. They can't, they can't even get a seventh-round pick for Baker. We got to get into what that means for Baker. He did not get to a second contract. Is he exactly a bust, though? He won double digits. He won a playoff game. Hard to call a guy like that a bust, right? But eh, it's something like that. Thank you, Mike Tannenbaum. What's going on with the Sixers without Embiid? Next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.